I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just got home from work. And you know when you go on vacation, and then you get back from work, and it's like a dumpster fire? Yeah. That was my day today. Fun times. I know. How have you been? I've been okay. Not been up to much, but that's fine. That's good. You've been up to exciting things, exciting places. Yes, I have. But you know, like when you get back from like a fun thing and you just emotionally crash, like that's me right now. Like I, I need a nap. I need a nap. I need to talk to my friend Emily Lind about D23. And yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was my second Disney convention and I had a lot of fun. Spent time with a lot of friends and family, which was wonderful. All right. Do you want to just get into it? Oh, yeah. I guess, I mean, there's a lot to cover. Yes. And then we got some other stuff, too. But, mo- yeah, mostly it's going to be D23 talk. Yes. So... I'll try to get past this only talking about Star Wars stuff. I'll try not to go into, like, all the Disney stuff. So, on Friday, there were two panels. One was a Disney Legends panel, which basically, you know, they give awards to, like, Disney people. Like, they gave an award to Jon Favreau, James Old Jones, Christina Aguilera, you name it. And they show, like, a little movie thing before, like, a two, three-minute clip of just, you know, all the Legends, all the movies... And they included some footage from Rise of Skywalker, which included a new ship. Poe is worriedly walking somewhere. Ray is telling Finn, it's too dangerous. I need to go alone. And I believe that was happening in the Falcon. You see Kylo looking at Vader's mask and it's filled with fog. 
And then you see our favorite four people, Ray, Finn, Poe, and Chewie on the Falcon. Uh, what is the new ship? Like a new big ship or like a new little ship? It's like a new little ship. I th- it reminds me of that ship that we see on the raining planet and you see the city. That's oh, what it reminded me of. When it's like fl- when it's flying down over the city? Yes. Okay. So that was cool. I did not go to this panel. I went to the panel later that day, which was the Disney Plus panel, which in my opinion was the best panel I've ever seen in my panel going experiences. They they had a, a pretty packed in terms of announcements. Yes. From the announcement of a revived Lizzie McGuire series to the Mandalorian. It was packed with, you know, wonderful Star Wars and Disney news. You know, they obviously announced that the whole Disney vault is going. Um, then that Clone Wars will be available in February of 2020. So I believe last week I said that it was going to be available at launch. I was wrong. It's in February and Emily will be watching it. And I'm very excited for I'll that. I'll get a couple more months. Yes. And we also learned that the Cassian series is in pre-production and they announced bringing Cassian on stage as, you know, saying that it's a spy show. So that's good. I want I want them to use that term as much as possible because that's what this show like that's what I want this show to be so badly. It's like just insane, like clandestine spy shit. Yeah. I gotta say, though, there are, and, and fuck it, we talk about other shit all the time. I, before I was not at all interested in WandaVision, knowing it's like some weird, like, 50s sitcom horror thing, totally down for it now. <laughs> That's awesome. I am so excited for that. They showed us like a little like sneak peek for it. And there was a poster that they were giving out to some people on the floor. But I'm just interested in, you know, like they're bringing out all the different people that are going to be part of it. Like someone from Thor and then someone from Ant-Man the Wasp. And I'm like, all oh, these people, like, what are they doing here? Like Kat Dennings? She's going to be in yeah, it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like Wanda's power set makes it possible for you to do pretty much anything and Hmm. so you can do lots of like crazy reality bending shit which I think should be fun but also Miss Marvel fucking love it that comic is so good Um, Camille Khan is a great character so cool She-Hulk fucking awesome like lawyer show plus punching criminals in the face down for that and Moon Knight, who I only have limited experience with, but as a character, I've always enjoyed when he's appeared in things that I've read. Because he's just fucking crazy. Yeah, the Marvel announcements we got were amazing. Like, I love Kevin Feige. Like, Kevin Feige is a D23 member, big Disney guy. I share one thing in common with him now. Do you know? Do you know what I share in common with him? What do you share in common with him? We are both part of the Founders Club for the Disney streaming service. Oh, boy. Yes. Very exciting. But I I love Kevin. Like, 
he's just up there, you know. <laughs> Kevin, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, I love Kevin. Like, he's he's just up there, you know, talking about all these new shows. And I was getting like, a little emotional because everyone is getting so excited. And then the What If series. That looks amazing. Did you hear about that? He, yeah. And that's what I was interested in before when they first announced it. Because I, I always like that that line of comics but also just that sort of storytelling i really want them to do a star wars thing like that but the art style is really cool yeah i really like it and have all the people coming back yep all the voices Haley atwell came on stage and talked a little bit about it because she is going to be starring in a couple episodes that look really good we got a really nice sneak peek for that which is always great kevin knows that you know people who go to d23 you know they want that behind the scenes access or never before seen stuff and he gives it to us and that's why i love kevin ah kevin all right what else did we get um also we got a lady in the tramp preview and thank you the dogs came on stage and i was very surprised about this because i did not know the dogs were real i thought they were fake Look, the dogs are cute. Like, when you see them in real life, it's like, oh, it's a cute dog. My problem is when they have the dogs with the mouth moving, I can't I can't deal with it. I think it looks like it just is creepy and wrong. I would rather just it be, like, just voiceover, you know? Like, no mouth movement. They just, like, talk, and, like, psychically or whatever. Yeah. What else did they announce? Um, a lot of um, books turning into like movies on the streaming service, like Star Girl, if you're familiar with that. Uh, Grace Vanderwall no, is going to be in it. Grace Vanderwall was the winner of one of the seasons of America's Got Talent. Uh, what else? There's this like movie about like a little boy. It's like a detective movie, and he's friends with an invisible polar bear, and it looks. Oh yeah, I saw something about that. Yes. I did see a polar bear and went, hey, that's a polar bear. Yes. It looks so cute. I am so excited. And then they have a show about, you know, Disney employees. We have a show about Jeff Goldblum going around the world and doing things like eating ice cream and finding out about denim. I do like Jeff. Look, I, that thing is I'll watch Jeff Goldblum. Eating ice cream and finding out about denim because it's fucking Jeff Goldblum. And that sounds like a thing I can just have on the TV when I'm doing other things. Yes, and the Muppets. Look, I'm excited about the Muppets. The problem is, like, the last few Muppet projects have not been kind to the Muppets. And as somebody who really loves the Muppets, I need I need a show that like, really gets the Muppets. I have a good feeling about it, not only because, I don't know, just when you're there in the moment, you just want to watch everything. You know, you're getting a sneak peek for this and you're like, I'm sold. Like, give, I'm ready to give you my money. But they had like a legal, I think it was like an otter or something. Like, you know, Kermit was talking about you know, all the things he was going to, you know, announce and the otter's like, no, we can't do that. We don't have the rights to do that yet. And it was just really funny. What else? Um, there's a show about um, 
a young girl growing up and wanting to be the first uh, female president that's starting starring Gina Rodriguez and one of the actresses from Orange is the New Black. I'm blanking on her name. Looks good. I don't know. I feel like everything that they offered to us. Oh, and they have a show about you know, like Forky asking questions. If you don't know who Forky is, you need to watch Toy Story 4. I don't know. I just felt like everything they were offering, like I would want to watch. And I haven't read any because I know I was looking on YouTube because I was trying to watch like some different panels. And I saw that a lot of people were unsatisfied with, you know, what Disney Plus was offering and how, you know, they kind of, you know, were acting like this is just a big business meeting and we're all investors. But I kind of like that aspect of it because it makes me feel like, you know, I'm important. Like, I know I'm giving money to this company, but I want to know, you know, why I'm giving my money to this company and what this company is going to be offering me. And from that presentation, I know that they are offering me a lot of wonderful content. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stuff so far. Um, We'll see how that goes in terms of, I mean, you got to get a lot. You have to front load a lot of stuff because you know, you, you want to get people to sign up and whether that continues to be the case or not is, you know, always a question. Yeah. So basically the whole presentation went you know, they're talking about, you know, the excitement of the D- Disney vault. It's so weird, you know, because they showed that trailer of the streaming service. It's weird seeing the Simpsons on there. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's just. Oh, I do. What an interesting world we live in where. There's a giant monopoly that owns like 75% of our entertainment content. Yes. But. I am excited that all the seasons of The Simpsons will be on there because I've been wanting to go back and rewatch old seasons because I feel like the older seasons of The Simpsons are some of the best. Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Yeah, back when it was good, like 20 seasons ago. I'm trying to think of what season it stopped getting good. I'm thinking like eight or nine. I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch. But then you know leading the tramp you know they do their thing and then they're that anna kendrick movie noel which looks really cute you know uh santa's daughter you know trying to find the hair of santa because yeah our our good good buddy chris fresh is very excited about that he loves christmas yeah I, i think i remember him saying that he was a cunt for christmas a christmas cunt yes i am also a christmas cunt but okay, after after that they, they came out. Our lovely friend Kathleen Kennedy comes on stage. She comes on stage and she talks about, you know, all the wonderful things, you know, that we're doing with Lucasfilm and you know, they put that thing on the stage where, you know, they have the whole map of all the movies and everything, but there are some blank spaces. So to fill those spaces we get out Cassie and Andor in K2SO. 
and you you see as soon as they get on stage you see the little screen pop up where their names are added let me look it up right now yeah that i that i saw live because somebody was like periscoping or whatever from within it and all i could think was oh my goodness Catherine is gonna lose her mind I know. I, I was sending her pictures as it was happening. And <laughs> she texted me. She's like, I'm crying in the supermarket right now. Thank you. But let me look it up. The timeline. Ah, beautiful. All right. So the Cassian Andor series is kind of like in the middle of Star Wars Rebels and about... I believe 10 years before the events of A New Hope. I could be reading that wrong. I'm known for that. But it's very exciting. Then they bring up the cast of The Mandalorian. And we finally get the trailer. Fucking finally. Can I actually get talk about this show now? Yes. People are, like, aware of his existence. The Mysterious Mandalorian. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just do, like, kind of shot by shot? Or do you want to just, like, quickly, you know, like, reactions? Because we got a lot of stuff this episode. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, however you want to do it. We can go through shot by shot. I fucking love this trailer. Let me pull it up. All right. Like, it doesn't have to be shot for shot, but that way we can sort of talk about everything. I do got to say... I love, love the opening shot of the Trumer helmets and I think heads on spikes. Hmm. This is a debate I've already had because I did Steele's call-in show um, during D23. We were supposed to do it Friday night and Saturday night, but uh, <laughs> Friday night there were some um, technical difficulties that prevented a show from happening. Yeah. And I, I felt really bad because you could just... Because, you know, Steel was, at that point... Like, it was live on YouTube, but people could only hear Steel and not hear me or, or, or like, Tom, who had called in or anything like that. And because it was on video, you could see Steel, like, trying to hold his shit together. And I felt I felt very bad for him. Poor guy. I know. I remember while that was going on, I was at Downtown Disney with uh, Carlos, Rusty, and some members of the SWU. And Dom was trying to call in, and he was gone for a while. And I was like, I should, because he he got food and he had to leave to record. And I'm like, God, I feel so bad. He must be starving. So I brought him over a sandwich. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, he, he was very happy about that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to Steel. My God. Can't imagine. Well, shall we get into the Mandalorian trailer? Yep, yep, yep. All right. So, heads on spikes. And you see some feet. Then it's Mando feet. He's walking past the heads on spikes. 
Lucasfilm logo. Ship. The ship is... What's the ship's name? The Razor Crest? Yes. I'm not crazy about that, I gotta say. I don't know how I feel about the ship yet, but I like how they they did the thing where it's actually like a tiny ship and it's not, I don't know. They were explaining it at Star Wars Celebration. It's not completely CGI. It's made from real elements. So it's flying in a foresty area. And I'm not even going to try to guess which planet it will be because I will probably be wrong. But it looks pretty. I'd live there. Then you get to some like shipyard area. It looks cold there, cold and muggy. We see like a bounty job exchange that Carl Weathers is overseeing. Good old Carl Weathers. Then the ship is flying over a, like a big sand field area. And then you see the Mandalorian. I wonder what his name is. We're going to learn it eventually, but I think it's going to be a while. Maybe. So- Quick shot of Gina Carano. She's so cute. Like She was up there like really nervous, talking about how excited she was to be in Star Wars. Aww. Uh, next scene, you see the Mando, and then you see an Ugnaught. And Who we believe is Nick Nolte's character. <laughs> Nick Nolte. And he's riding some fish looking thing. Then you see a Twi'lek winking. And that's um that's uh the chick who played Tonks. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Then you get this beautiful shot of the Mando walking on the sand. It looks like either the sun is rising or setting. Beautiful shot. The cinematography in this trailer is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it makes me very excited for this show. It looks lush and expensive. I love it. And then you see a lot of scenes of people in fear. Like you see a woman holding her child in the water. Then you see the death troopers. Death watch. <laughs> then you see kind of like a shoot off. Then you see Emily's man. Moff Gideon. Yeah, we got that name from uh, an Entertainment Weekly article. Yes. And that's the Giancarlo Zepcito's character. I I was, yeah, I mean, we knew he was Empire. Um, I was assuming, like, Moff or around there. So I'm glad to have that confirmed. I'm glad to have a name because I like to have character names, especially since we don't have one for the main character. I want names for everybody else. Yeah. He looks intimidating. Moths are usually intimidating, though. Then you get, like, just a shot of the Mandalorian, like, cameras down, kind of facing up. I don't know. On November 12th. And then I think that's him. From what I've been hearing, I think the person on the speeder bike, I think that's the Mandalorian without his helmet on. I think that... I remember reading somewhere that rarely we see him without his helmet on. Okay. Because if you kind of see the head, it kind of looks like Pedro's head. Yeah, it's so quick. That... All right. Next, we have up some ATTEs 
shooting everywhere, another parent holding their child, and then you see the two best buddies that ever lived, IG-11 and the Mandalorian. Then, you know, there's lots of gunplay. There's the um, the IG-11 spin around shooting things we got before. Um, this fucking awesome scene when somebody half falls through a door <laughs> and then the Mandalorian shoots the thing to make it start to close. So the guy's going to get cut in half. Awesome. I know. All the audience was, they were screaming when they saw that scene. Then you see all those people... In Carbonite. And then we... Got, oh my god. Werner Herzog. This whole, like, bounty hunting is very complicated profession. I'm just like, oh, fuck. First of all, the fact that he's the only one who speaks in this trailer. Amazing. Other things that are amazing. Werner Herzog was trending on Twitter. Hilarious to me. Also, I got fucked on this because i i don't know i still don't know how this happened which is like i have okay i have like 1300 followers on twitter right which is not like it's like whatever it's not a huge amount more than me so i tweeted i don't remember the exact tweet but it was you know i don't i don't think enough people fully realize how fucking weird it is that Werner herzog is going to be in star wars and I started getting some notifications. And then I started getting some more notifications. And then I started getting some more notifications. It didn't, and it's not like it went viral in the way that, you know, like suddenly it's like 10, you know, 20,000 retweets or anything. But for one of my tweets, it went pretty far. And like, you know, it had like 800 retweets or something like that last time I looked. And I had to mute it because I kept getting replies. I'm sure some of the replies were, were perfectly nice or like, I'm sure I missed some replies from people who I follow who are friends of mine, but I got a couple of replies right away that were like, um, actually it's not that weird. Cause he does weird things all the time. Or, um, actually it's not that weird because he was on parks and recreation. And I'm like, fuck you. I mean, for a couple of reasons, first of all, Werner Herzog. N- <laughs> Yeah, he's done things like Parks and Recreation and he's done voices on like the Boondocks or something because Vernon Herzog has a sense of humor about himself and has done some like one-off guest appearance, like winky nod at his own um, reputation. That's very different than being in one of the most commercially successful franchises of all time in a serious role on a recurring basis. And also, even if you don't, like, I, if you don't know me, why, it's such a mild thing to be like, no, I need to correct this person on. Yeah, I don't get why someone could take your tweet and be like, well, actually. It's not a well, like, it's not worth well, actually. Even if you disagree with me, like, just, like, fucking move on especially to a complete stranger anyway so i muted it right away so i missed most of the replies but other people read them and told me that i was not missing much Mm. but anyway if i know you and you replied to me and i didn't like it or say anything in back that's why is because i had to mute my fucking phone yeah so chris fresh don't be offended that emily didn't respond to (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Chris, if Chris Fresh replied to it, then my non-response was totally intentional. And we'll get more onto you later. Fucking God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I thought the trailer was really good. I mean, the celebration one was good too, but I I really liked it. Like, I am so excited for the Mandalorian. Like, I don't really know anything what's going on, but that's fantastic. I have full trust in Filoni and Favreau and everyone else working on this beautiful show and Takia Watiti. Oh my god, Takia Watiti's gonna be so awesome. It looks like I it looks like IG Levin's gonna be in it like quite a bit. I know because he got on stage. I don't think he was at celebration, so seeing him was really cool. Oh, he's so adorable. I know. I wanna see his Hitler movie so bad. What's that movie called again? Uh, like like Jojo the Rabbit? Hmm. And it's about a, a kid whose imaginary friend is Hitler. Oh, shit. It looks incredible. I cannot wait. Wow. Well, I need to see that then. Sounds like an interesting movie. I'm so excited for the movie. But anyway, no, I love this trailer. I I still wish the the trailer part of the Mando stuff that we saw at Celebration, like, I understand not doing that whole first scene that we saw, but, you know, there was the part of it that was more, like, trailery. I wish, I still wish that had gone out because it was badass and you got the cool Werner Herzog, you know, the Empire has improved every planet it's ever touched. Thing, which I desperately hope is really in the show because goddamn that's scary yeah hmm. alright Emily are you ready for the next news that's about to be released on this podcast yeah breaking news huh breaking news so to preface this Right kind of after, you know, the Mandalorian trailer played, you know, I went on Twitter to see, you know, the live streams and everything and something was retweeted. It was an announcement that Lucasfilm is officially doing something with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm sitting there at this panel spoiled <laughs> by what's about to come and this actually happened again be- or happened in the very beginning of this panel because it was announced by like the Hollywood reporter that Hillary Duff was uh, going to be in Lizzie McGuire and literally like, five minutes after I read that the dude on stage was like okay everyone you've been keeping this under wraps for so long and I'm like oh fuck they're going to announce Lizzie McGuire and of course they did well get off get off your fucking phone when you're in a panel I just get too excited it was my fault I accept it but actually like that account was fake the not the Lizzie McGuire one but the the Kenobi one but I mean I yeah. knew that Ka- Kathleen was still up there after the Mandalorian footage everyone left I'm like oh she's still up there and then time goes t- time stops my eyes are on the stage. You hear the duel of fates and out walks Ewan McGregor. I saw him in person. It was 
you know, I don't get excited over seeing people like celebrities, but I was like a teenage girl. Like I got up and I just started screaming. (laughs) I was so excited. You know, like, that's my guy. And then, you know, obviously, you know, they announced that there's going to be a Kenobi series and that, you know, they got the scripts all done and uh, it's going to be eight years after Revenge of the Sith because they put it on the little on the little map thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm so excited. Very excited. I just felt complete bliss after. And that's how they ended the panel was, you know, announcing Obi-Wan, which a wonderful way to end it. And the crowd was so excited. And so are you somewhere in New York. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just love that joke that Chris Fresh has that you just totally despise Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. You know, okay, fine. This is, I mean, technically it's part of the fuck you Chris Fresh segment, segment okay. but whatever. First of all, I, I'm I'm very happy for the people who are excited about the show. Like I know you're super stoked. I'm even excited for Chris Fresh because I know he's like he is a big Obi Wan guy. I know I know everybody's good friend Hawes from Rogue One, a podcast for winners, and Blue Harvest is a big Obi Wan guy. People are super stoked. And I, look, this could totally be a show that I love, like, no doubt about it. But in terms of excitement for it, it just doesn't do anything for me because I feel like we've gotten so much of Obi-Wan's story already that in terms of me, like, being intrigued or excited, like, it's just not there. And I like Ian McGregor. So, I mean, there's a shut the fuck up, Chris Fresh. (laughs) This makes so little sense if you don't listen to Geek Dudes. But... I was on Star Wars Spelt Out and I said something about like Ewan's accent um, not always working. I mean, especially the bits where he's yelling. But Chris has decided that to, Chris has decided to take that to mean that I hate Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan. And I mean, besides the fact that he can go fuck himself, I don't want anybody to think that's true at all I I think he's a really solid performer for the most part and I think he'll do a really good job on whatever the show is but again like for me personally it's just like I'm like okay that's it, it's gonna be a show it doesn't make me like I'm not like stoked like in for Mandalorian I'm not excited for I like I am with Cassian because Cassie, it's not like I'm a huge Cassian fan, but I'm a huge spy shit fan. So I'm totally down for that. Yeah. I mean, Emily, you can just say it. You're not going to hurt my feelings that you hate Obi-Wan Kenobi. Don't you, don't you even fucking start with me. You know what? You know what the shit that I had to deal with today listening to the fucking geek dudes? Jesus fucking Christ. I know. I'm uh, about 20 minutes out. So it's been a lot. You know, it's really funny because I was listening to the front of the episode and I had been wor- like, I look, I had been a little bit worried going into it because there had been an incident on Twitter earlier. And 
so I went and then I was listening to it. I'm like, this is this is fine so far. This is this is there's nothing been said. But I was like, I mean, first of all, I was waiting for the Obi Wan thing, but that actually came much later than thought. There was other stuff too. We'll get to it later. There's still Star Wars stuff to talk about, but as always, like listen to the Geek Dudes. It's amazing, but not Chris Fresh. He's a bad person, and we'll talk more about it later. Yeah, he's a monster. god damn it you're the one you're the one who started this and yet somehow i'm the one who ended up in a prolonged battle yeah i mean usually i'm the one that gives a shit so i am happy that i'm just sitting back and watching the show because it's a really it's a page turner it truly is (laughs) no but okay People are super excited about Obi-Wan. It was cool how excited people are. And now, the nice thing is, whenever Ewan McGregor walks outside, I don't have to hear rumors that he's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad that we don't have to hear that anymore and about the, when are they going to do an Obi-Wan series? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much stuff between, between now and then that I don't, like, right now I don't care what the show is. It'll be cool to find out, like, uh, I mean... Look, my one caveat on that is he better be on fucking Tatooine the whole time. But other than that, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, overall, that panel on Friday was phenomenal. It gives me tens and thousands more reasons why I'm so excited to be part of Disney Plus. And to have it, I bought a three-year subscription. Okay. Hopefully you like it. Yeah, I mean, okay, first off, I'm going to love it because the whole Disney vault is on there. I get to have Carlos watch all the Disney movies. All of them. Oh, I'm so sorry, buddy. And then we can watch The Simpsons. But they say all the movies, but I'm pretty sure that Song of the South will not make it on there. Yeah, I was wondering about that, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. Like... And they have, you know, that cartoon of Donald Duck when Donald Duck's in World War II. I don't know if they're going to have that on the... I don't know. So when they say the whole Disney vault, I, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I... And I think you could totally make an argument against this, and maybe I'm wrong. I think you kind of, you like... I feel like you should, should put it up there. And you should put it up there with a with a thing beforehand being like, Hey, we used to be really fucked up. And... Here's some stuff that we shot that we thought was okay that was not okay, and it wasn't okay to do at the time either, but it is part of our history, and we need to acknowledge that this is a thing that we did. I would really respect that, because rather than just ignoring it and, you know, like, they need to go out and say, hey, we fucked up, I'm sorry, this doesn't reflect on what Disney is now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it's sort of like, I I imagine in that uh, live live action Lady the Tramp, the uh the the we are Siamese song is not going to be there. I hope so. I mean, I know I hope it's not there. I hope it's not there. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I, I will check. I'll do a review. I'll do a Lady in the Tramp review on November. I I don't know if it's coming out exactly on the release date of the streaming service. We'd have to ask Chris Fresh because I believe that Chris Fresh gets it a week before everyone else because he lives in the 
magical land of Australia. They get it a week after everybody else. Oh. Not everybody else, because the UK doesn't get it until, like, next year. Oh. Or some crazy shit. Oh, poor Charlie. Whew. Well, I will report, and I will make sure to take note of what movies are and are not on the streaming service, and I'm very excited to do that. Because I cannot remember the last time I watched Steamboat Willie. On to the next. Oh, uh, just a quick little uh, fun story. So, I was eating. We... Rusty, for some reason, Rusty really wanted to go to buffets all weekend, probably to filter out all the alcohol that he drank the night before because Rusty got so drunk, he got really sick for the first time at one of the Disneyland hotels. And that is very on brand for our Disney family. So I was proud while he was. But very off brand for Rusty. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, he was drinking all of his ciders. The bartender thought he was cute, so she kept giving him more ciders. And she was really nice, too. She, I guess she was having a bad day, and she's like, you guys are all such nice people. And she was lovely, too. Beautiful, beautiful girl. But, yeah, she gave Rusty, like, five ciders, an IPA, something else. And it was funny. We're all standing there, and all of a sudden Rusty's like, we need to leave. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. And, and then we're waiting. so sugary, too. I know, and we're waiting for our Uber, and, you know, we're sitting at, you know, one of the Disney hotels, and we're sitting at this bench, and all of a sudden, Rusty's like, I think you need to cancel that Uber. I'm like, why? And he just turns around and, <laughs> Oh, Rusty. I mean, I guess you gotta, you gotta get that out of your, <laughs> get that out of your system, but I also mean, like, get the first, oh, I can't, I shouldn't drink that much. It makes me feel like shit out of your system. Yeah. I mean, I did. I got, I mean, that was four years of college and then a couple more years after that before I learned that lesson. It took me a while to learn that lesson. Yeah. It was funny. I guess he had called Araj that night too in the bathroom and told him that he wanted to kiss him too. So I just, I, <laughs> I love. I mean, who drunk- doesn't? But I just love Druck and Rustin. Like, He's just so funny and he's so loud and he just is telling all these stories. Oh God, what what a delight. And even Rustin, just Rustin, Rustin, like he's a delight too. But yeah, so he wanted to filter out all the, you know, the alcohol that he was drinking for a day. And he's like, let's go to a buffet. And uh the California uh lodge, or I forget the Grand California, or they have a buffet. So we're sitting down and, you know, this wonderful woman, she gives us a table and it's right by the window. And she was like, you know, this is my favorite table in all the restaurant because you can just people watch. Great day for people watching because guess who walked by? Well, you already told me who was there. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> so we're, we're eating and Rusty's like, you need to look to your left right now. You need to, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. She's here. So we turn around and Kathleen Kennedy walks into our restaurant. And whew, I was starstruck. I guess she was asking directions, though, because uh, Napa Rose, which is a very nice steakhouse, is like right next to it. So I think she got lost because it's relatively new. So then she she walks by. She kind of walks in, says hi and then leaves. Five minutes later, Bob Iger walks by. <laughs> and... You yeah, know, I, I don't. I don't think I would recognize Bob Iger if he walked by me. 
Really? I only do because Disney person. But yeah, it was funny because Rusty is the one that I actually recognized. Rusty has this like, he like feels the presence of these people. Also the president of like the Walt Disney motion pictures. I forget what his name is. He did the Walt Disney panel on Saturday. Curly haired dude. Kind of silly. We saw him too. But yeah, it was cool. It was like seeing like, you know, members of my family I haven't seen in years, you know, but I was too afraid to say hi because, you know. Because they're not actually members of your family and you don't know them? Well, I mean, like you see them all the time and, you know, just you're, you're 500 feet away from each other, you know, just one of those things. That was fun. And then Saturday comes and the Disney Parks panel. It was fine. <laughs> they started off with Star Wars, which I knew we were fucked coming, you know, like news-wise. And All right, Emily, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Emily is going to watch the Rise of Skywalker trailer thing for the first time. Even though, okay, and here's the problem is, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I already know a lot of what's in it just because because they waited until today to release it. I mean, the second that panel ended, everybody was talking about it. And not just like fans who were there, like Star Wars was tweeted, Twitter was tweeted about it. Every like entertainment magazine was tweeting about it. So I think they should have just released it. I know they wanted to do the big Good Morning America thing, but I feel like that was a disservice to the fans. Anyway, yeah. Well, I guess I should put up my sound so people can sort of tell where I am. So, do you want to watch the whole thing, or do you just want to skip to the new footage? Well, first there's going to be an ad that plays. Ooh, what ad? Uh, something with things. <laughs> something with things. So right now I'm just watching some old footage. You know, it really, oh my god, with the music and the nostalgia that I feel when I'm seeing these old things, it's... I know. Uh, I don't know, it, it's very weird that even now, like, seeing clips of the shit, well... Now we're in the prequels and I stopped feeling things. Okay, now we're ready for new things. This Christmas. Story of a generation. Holy shit.
That uh, that was a that was a lot of of star destroyers. I know, man. Look at all those chickens. So many of them. That's actually really exciting. Like, huh. So I so, guess I guess we're gonna get a little bit of a space battle in this in this Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. I had heard about the DPO with the red eye thing from <laughs> Dom from Star Wars Underworld when we were doing the Colin show. And I said that I hated the idea of it. And then I saw it. I hated it even more. Oh, come on. I thought you were going to say you liked it. Oh, Brittany, no. You come on. <laughs> How long have I been doing this podcast? No. I don't a like broken it. dream. I don't like it. I don't like any of the implications of it. I don't. No, not okay with that. And then there's a big red laser beam that's destroying something. And then Ray throwing her fucking lightsaber like through a goddamn tree. Yeah, she's training. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, the ocean battle with Ray and Kylo looks pretty sweet. Um. Okay. I imagine if you were in the room and got to see it before like everybody was talking about it, the the dark side right thing was pretty fucking sweet. Oh my god, I know. I was sitting next to Carlos and I thought he was having a fucking stroke because <laughs> his fucking face. But However, like haven't already like known that was gonna happen, like I mean No. Um I do I like that. I kind of, well, I mean, look, I think the dark side ray thing is def going to be a, a vision. And I think Ray herself, I'm not particularly crazy about the look, but that I like that double-edged lightsaber that, like, swings out like that. Yeah, that looks badass. It's a cool style lightsaber. I know. I, I just, I just, I really wish they had released this like directly after the panel, as they've done with this shit, like, like during celebration. At least the stuff that they actually released, because it would have been cool to see that before everybody was talking about it. Because then it would have been like, holy shit! Instead of okay, well, I already heard there's going to be dark side ray, and I assume it's going to be a vision, because that's just what I'm assuming. Although apparently, some people think it's going to be a clone. I gotta tell you, if this, if the, if there's, if there's a, like, I'm gonna have to take a break from Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I go to these conventions for the panels, and I like how we get, you know, exclusive information or exclusive you know, sneak peeks of, you know, movies and everything. And I kind of like, not that like secrecy, but that, you know, I'm spending my money to go to this or I'm waiting overnight to go to this event to get, you know, something special. And I take that information and, you know, I keep it to myself because, you know, I respect others. I respect, you know, that not everyone's going to see this information. So that's how I view it. But I understand where you're coming from because people are going online and sharing everything they just saw. Like, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, it's one thing. 
like the Mandalorian stuff from Celebration that they never released. But if you're going to release it in two days anyway, then just put it up fucking right away. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel bad that, you know, all these people, you know, were spoiled, you know, of this trailer. So maybe, like, it should have been, you know, released the same time. But I don't know. I just... The the new Frozen songs weren't released like this, you know? And everyone knew that there was going to be Sith Ray. I know people get excited too and everything, but I don't, I don't know. It's it's a very tricky thing. Like I I view conventions like these like very interesting because, you know, I'm, you know, a D23 member and all that stuff and you know, I like getting exclusives and everything, but I also understand that, you know, like so many more fans like don't have the opportunity to spend this much money to go to this event and to wait overnight and to do all these things and you know, they deserve something too. So it's a very like tricky tricky thing. I don't I I don't know. Like I don't mind like oh, here at this convention like we're, you know, we're showing the first episode of season 3 of of Rebels, you know, like a couple of weeks early or something like that. Cuz people are generally pretty respectful of that in terms of spoilers. And, and you know, knowing that not everybody's going to see it. But because there's not a, there's not a, there's not spoiler etiquette on trailers. Yeah. And because there's not spoiler etiquette on trailers, I feel like just put the fucking trailer out. Yeah. I was really surprised, though, that it was a trailer. I definitely thought that we were going to get a behind-the-scenes reel. Yeah, that's what every... Like, I feel like that's what most people thought. Yeah. So we got a little bit of information. And one of my favorite things that I learned about this movie was, you know, J.J. was on stage and basically telling... You know, he was talking about, like, how he wasn't originally supposed to do this movie. And he was talking about this, like, beautiful quote and of how... Um, Carrie was writing The Princess Diarist and she wrote um, a special thanks to JJ and she said and special thanks to JJ Abrams for putting up with me twice. She only did The uh, Force Awakens with him. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? I I mean... In in retrospect, yeah. Yeah, so then he also says, Now, I never worked with her before The Force Awakens, and I wasn't supposed to do this movie. So it was a classic Carrie thing to sort of write something like that, and it could only mean one thing for me, and it could not be more excited to have you see her in the final performance. I gotta say, that shot of her, like, like seeing her in the trailer, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not gonna be able to deal with it in the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just not. Even seeing old bits of her now, like when you're doing the the clips at the beginning of that thing, I'm like, fuck, 
getting all teary and shit. Yeah. JJ was definitely saying how she's the heart of this movie too. So we're going to be seeing her a, a bit. And that's going to be hard. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to, you know, not really much happened. So, okay. Usually at D23, they have a Walt Disney live action panel and an animation panel. But this year they decided to combine both of them. So that meant that everything was rushed. So a lot of the Star Wars people were on stage, like Oscar Mayer, Daisy Ridley, Anthony Daniels, Carrie Russell, Carol- Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas, Naomi Aki, Billy D. Probably said him already, but he didn't say anything. The only person that said anything was Carrie Russell. And Carrie Russell was just talking about Zori and how she's a criminal. And how she's an old friend of Poe's, but she's cool and a little shady. And romance hinting, but I mean, yeah. What do you think? I mean, look. I like Carrie Russell. I'm excited for Carrie Russell in this movie. And I think she's going to be cool in it. But I had been still, I knew, can I, god damn it, like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Because, like, of course not. But I just, I want, I want Poe to be with a guy. I want, like, somebody in Star Wars is not straight. Well, I don't want you to get your hopes up, but, you know, I I, I sincerely hope that, you know, that we get some sort of clarification or, you know, if we maybe we will get a character that's not straight in this. And I would love to see that to, you know, see you happy and to see a bunch of people happy. Um. Well, we also got a poster. We're not going to really talk about it much because Emily fucking hates it. Oh, I fucking hate it. So, I'm okay. We can talk about it. We can talk about things that I hate. We talk about a lot of things that I hate. Uh, fuck. Because I hate a lot of things and you're much nicer than me. I mean, I'm nicer. But you can be little, little vengeful and mean. I did call Chris Fresh a monster. I don't do that often. <laughs> like, I'm very non-confrontational. So, uh-huh. like, when I get confrontational about something, like, you you know I'm not fucking around. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I think this poster's dog shit. I'm okay with it. Like, I like the fighting... Palpatine like that that's cool that we see him in the background like I get it's kind of like a teaser poster I'm okay with it like he looks he looks terrible I think it was Corey that was saying that he looks he looks like the Clone Wars uh Palpatine yeah which is ridiculous on your live action movie poster 
it looks like it's it looks like it's the cover from a terrible EU book called like The Return of the Shadow of the Dead Empire's Glove or some horrible nonsense that I hate. I'm sorry you hate it. I hope that the final poster isn't also something you hate and I I hope you find something that you like in this movie because I I would be really sad. I I want you to like something. <laughs> Man, you don't you do not understand how important it is now that I like the Mandalorian cuz I am like and we were just talking about how before like even just like literally last week we were talking about how I was looking forward to the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian doesn't have any pressure on it. Now the Mandalorian has a lot of pressure on it because I realize how worried I am about the rise of Skywalker. So that is why I am just focusing on Mandalorian and I'm focusing on Werner Herzog being all Werner Herzog and, you know, like giving creepy imperialist fascist speeches and being all Herzog-y. And on Giancarlo Esposito being scary and creepily hot. Because I, I, it's too much for me to think about the fact that I might not like The Rise of Skywalker. It hurts my heart. And I'm genuinely scared. But, I mean, it's okay to not like something. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's okay to not like something, but it fucking sucks to not like something. It does. You know, it's like when you're at a restaurant and the waiter recommends this, you know, fantastic dish that you're like, wow, I think this is going to be the greatest thing I've ever eaten. And then it's like it's mediocre and it's like, you know, you hype something up so much and it's mediocre and you're like, fuck this, I'm done. But then you go to another restaurant the next night and then you you get something that, you know, you wouldn't think you'd normally get. And then it's amazing. And that's the Mandalorian. I tell you, your metaphors are really something. That's what I'm known for. God damn, I hope the Mandalorian doesn't suck. Huh. Um, I'm just going to focus on Werner Herzog. Okay, that's all I want to think about. That sounds good. I I really hope that they keep him and they don't do something with him. Like they just that'd be really from, fucking sad. I, I, he's not like from what we we've heard, he's not in it very much. <laughs> like I expect him to pretty much be in the first episode and the last episode, and anything else will be bonus. Like I think we're going to see him send the Mandalorian on his way on his mission. And then I think we'll see probably at the end, depending on whether Herzog is like how how because I'm I'm interested to know what the relationship between him and um and Moff Gideon is. Um, I like one of them's dying before next season. Yeah. Um. Sort of, my guess is it's going to be Herzog just because I, I feel like he's not, you know, going to be a huge presence on the show. And I'm hoping Esposito is going to be our bad guy for a long time to come. I hope so. Like, I hope they, like, 
don't just kill off a bad guy and then get a new one each season. Like, I'm so done with that. Like, just give me a dude and give me time with him so that I can grow to fucking hate him. And then when he dies, I get excited. Or he turns good and I love him. You know, you never know. Um, I mean, they also released behind the scenes pictures. Not really a lot. Just a lot of, you know, just pictures like with JJ and Anthony. Um, a lot of pictures we saw from Celebration. Like I saw one of Rose um, on the resistance space, you know, looking at a screen or something. I mean, we didn't get a lot of Star Wars stuff other than that awesome trailer with 3PO stoned. But I I was happy with it. I mean, I'm less nervous now, obviously, because we got something. We got more of what I thought we would get. But also, you know, so many other movies offered so much more. Like, we not only got one song from Frozen, but another song and a whole scene. We saw a whole scene from the movie that's not coming out for a couple months. That is a big deal. And it was really cute. I like the new song. And and Dina Menzel performed. You cannot say... Oh, I don't know. I just... It was such a... I saw half of Frozen. But in Dina Menzel, like... It's not every day that you get to see Indina Menzel perform. Like, I was... Ugh. Wonderful. Everyone else is fine. I mean, we got a sneak peek of the Jungle Cruise movie, which... The Rock, okay. Um, a couple Pixar movies. There's a Pixar movie called Soul starring Jamie Foxx. And it looks really cute. And I'm really excited to get really emotional about it. Because it's kind of about, like... You know, like, what's your purpose in life? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like fuck this relates to me so much right now so i'm really excited to get into what's that. your favorite pixar movie Ooh, for some reason like up was like the first thing i came up or came up with but i really like the toy story franchise um i love monsters inc like i can't really name a favorite do you have a favorite pixar movie ratatouille ratatouille that's a good one I need to watch that again sometime. Yeah, uh, we got a sneak peek of the Onward movie, which, okay. The what movie? Onward. It's a movie about these, like, space elves and, you know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, what? So it's these these two brothers. They're elves. And they live in this. Like, like Tolkien elves or, like, Christmas elves? Like, uh-huh. Like, blue elves. Like, not Christmas elves. Like, they're just, like... They live in this, like, magical world where... You've probably seen a trailer for this, like... I guarantee you I have not. So, basically... Hence my confusion. Basically, they're brothers, and their dad died, and they have the spell to bring back their dad. And for some reason, the spell doesn't work, so they have their dad back, but it's literally just his legs... So they have to go on a quest to get the rest of his body so that they can talk Jesus. to him. <laughs> yeah. And it's starring uh, Chris Pratt and uh. Tom Holland. So what did Tom Holland do while he was on stage? Oh, uh, hey, guys. Uh, I, I've been getting your support and it means a lot to me. He, I mean, he is in an impossible situation there. 
I know, but I just don't think he should have said anything. Like, that's, is you know, like, I get it. Like, you know, the fans mean everything, but, like, he has nothing to do with anything that's going on with all that legal stuff. Like, he shouldn't have said yeah, anything. Yeah, but he can't, like, he can't not say anything. But he, but he can't, but he also can't, like, say anything. I know, and he said it in his American voice, too. That's a little bit weird. I know. So that's always like, ooh, he should not have said that. Just, you know, uh, hey, guys, thanks for everything. That's it. But he dragged it on for too long. He shouldn't have said that. I don't really care what's going on with Spider-Man right now. I don't think you do either. That's why I'm talking about this. <sighs> yeah. That's all I got from that. What else? Um... We got a couple of movies. There's this really beautifully animated movie. I'm forgetting what it's called. Something in The Last Dragon. And we saw like a sneak peek of it. And it looks really cute. Um, yeah. I mean, that was the Parks panel. We didn't really get a lot. Which was kind of disappointing. But, I mean, the Parks or the Disney Plus panel was just amazing on Friday. And, I don't know. It's just Some shit went down on Saturday. I'm not going to get into it. So I was just kind of bugged about that. So I think that kind of... I got a pissed off text from Brittany. And I don't get those very often. Nope. You don't. Anyway, any, anyway, fuck that guy. Yeah. Anyways. We got some information about the Disneyland uh, Galaxy's Edge Hotel. And... <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. I don't really want to get into it because I don't think a lot of people care. I don't I know you don't care, but it's like you're on a cruise ship and it's literally it, they're building it like it's a fucking ship. Like you're going to get there and then you're going to blast off into space. And the weird thing is is that there's no fucking windows. Like everything you just see space and I'm thinking that you'd get really nauseous. Like you, you can't fucking go outside. Like do they have win- like they they have windows? But I want to be able to go fucking outside. I'm not even going to say here because the prices seem like fucking crazy. But it's insane. Oh, and by the way, the name sucks. Galactic Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Boo. Yeah, and the they they have a name for the ship, the Halcyon, which I actually kind of like. Yeah, there we go. Because it's yeah. Because like the whole thing about the Halcyon is, I mean, obviously the word Halcyon, you know, like peace and serenity, but it comes from the Greek myth of the Halcyon bird, which was a bird that supposedly could calm the ocean waves and then would make its nests on the water. Yeah. So like, I think that's a cool name for a ship. I wish it were a name for a ship in Star Wars and not, you know, an expensive hotel that I can never, ever afford to go to. Yeah, I probably won't stay there. I mean, like, maybe one day, like, if my dreams come true, like, Disney will be like, hey, you want to stay in this hotel? You just have to talk about it on your podcast. Yeah, like, we, 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 uh, I don't, I don't think we're getting sponsors anytime soon. I mean, we might get sponsors, but not from Disney. <laughs> I'm staying, like, I would, I, I'm still looking for a sex toy sponsor. It's all I want. If you have a hookup, let me know. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry if I, if you, if it sounds like I'm rushing. It's my mom's birthday today, so I'm trying to, you know, do mom birthday festivities. So, before fuck you, Chris Fresh, we have a couple of interesting uh, 
segments. Um, a new segment called Dick Watch. Okay, this was this was not supposed to be a segment. This was just we happen to have a conversation about the fact that you can see Ian McGregor's dick in like four movies that he did. Uh, and then Steele tweeted at us saying that he liked his new our new segment and he named it Dick Watch. And he brought it up again on the Colin show, which surprised me because normally, like, we try to keep the Colin show clean, and I don't even swear on the Colin show, so I was very surprised. Anyway, now Dick watches a segment because I realize that there's other people you can do this for, and it's not going to be a long-running segment because off the top of my head, after this week's, I can think of two more people who are in Star Wars whose dicks you can see in another movie. I'm sure if I look around, there's some more. But I can only think of two off the top of my head. All right. So this week's uh, dick watch that we're dick watching is Diego Luna. So right now, for the very first time, I'm about to look at Diego Luna's dick. So Yeah, because in, in um, Eita Mama Tambien from 2001. So it's young Diego Luna, like 21 or 22. Cause I can, yeah. All right. Um, I have searched Diego Luna penis on Google. And I'm about to press images. <laughs> I mean there's a whole new like that I mean that movie is sexy as hell. It's also very quite really, really quite sad, but some high highly sexy scenes in that movie. Okay, what was it uh oh the movie called again? A to Mama Tambien. I can't find his dick. Oh my god. Let me see if I can find it. I saw it earlier. Because uh, there's a scene when he's jumping into the pool. Okay, Here I see. We go. I see a butt. Oh, that's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's laying down. There it is. Yeah, and there's also there, there's also one when he's jumping into a pool when you can see it. Hmm. I don't see that quite one. prominently. I just see the one um, in the night buffalo. Um, Let me <laughs> drop it into. Oh man, I almost just sent it to somebody else. Jesus, <laughs> that that would have been interesting to explain. Yeah. Let me put it into the chat in the Zencaster. <laughs> Those balls, though. <laughs> Let me check on Zen. I mean, I, 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 I assume that Catherine has seen Atomo Tambien just because she's so into him. But Catherine, if you haven't, oh, that's a penis. Oh, that's another. Oh, wow, it's like a collage. <laughs> it's. <laughs> what does this podcast turn into? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because that, that's so much worse than our normal content. Anyway, blame steel for this one. I mean, I just happened to mention that you could see Ewan McGregor's cock in a couple of movies. I was not, yeah. <laughs> you know, ironically, when we were doing that, I was thinking in the back of my head, like, Steele's listening to this right now and probably cringing. Like, for some reason, when I feel like I'm going, like, like too much, like, I think that, oh, hey, um... Steele listens to this and he encouraged it. He encouraged it. 
I felt the same way. He's encouraged it twice this week. Why is he jumping into a pool naked? I'm here for it. I mean, but I'm just wondering why. What, you've never swum naked before? I don't think so. I mean, like, no. Okay. <laughs> you don't need a reason to swim naked. I guess it's true. All right, so on to the uh, fuck, Mary kill. All right, let me get on my Instagram right now. Um, let me pull that up. All right, we have Hayden Christensen, Rick, and Steve. Steve, who is... Steve Sansweet from Rancho Obi-Wan. Yes. And I did not know who Steve was before seeing this picture. And I got a lot of angry DMs because I did not know who Steve was. And I am terribly sorry for those who I have offended. And including you, Steve. <laughs> Look, I know who Steve Stansby is. I don't, I've never seen a picture of him before. I haven't either. Now, Steele told me he was going to... Oh, and remember Rick is Rick McCollum. Um, Steele told me he was going to record something for this and send it to us, but he hasn't. So I think we're just going to do it anyway. And then if he wants to give his own answer, yeah, he can he can send that in later, and we'll 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 listen to that. But um, all right, yeah. So the fuck Mary Kill, Hayden Christensen, Rick McCollum, Steve Sansweet. What are your I mean your thoughts, Brittany? I mean. I already posted the thoughts on our Instagram page, which is just Canto Bite Pod. And I said I would fuck Hayden, marry Rick, and kill Steve. What about you? What? What's your... No. Oh, you, what the fuck, man? You got to give reasons. Um, Jesus Christ. It's like you've never done this before. Hayden, I would, you know, because he's he's young and my type of male. I'd marry Rick because Rick is just so funny. Just... He's a walking meme. Like, just everything about the beginning. And I don't really know anything about Rick. That's why I'm going to kill him. I'm oh, not Rick. Sorry. Um, Steve. What about you? Um, I was giving this one some thought. I'm not... I'm not really attracted to Hayden Christensen. Like, he's just, he's just not my type. Um, he seems like a nice dude. And I feel, you know, I feel bad for all the shit that he put up with. Um, he's really good in shattered glass. Hmm. And he just sort of seems like just like a nice kind of dorky guy. Um, But I'm not like into him. So I don't know. Because I feel like here's a problem with having sex with, sex with Rick McCollum is I don't. I don't, I don't want like to be having sex with somebody who's calling me dude. Yeah, like that. That doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me. But, hmm. I feel like you could be married to Hayden and be pretty nice. He'd probably like bring you breakfast in bed occasionally, and he would just be sweet. But 
also I feel like if I kill Rick McCall, then Steele and I aren't going to be friends anymore. And I don't know if that is a plus or a minus. I mean, I can't imagine a world without Rick McCollum. Oh, and, and Steel Saunders. <laughs> um, Steve Sansweet always seems like a cool guy. Uh, he's got a very amazing collection. And if you were married to him, I could just walk around and look at things. Like, that's what I want to do. I just want to walk, walk around and look at cool Star Wars shit. So, I think I would marry Steve Sansweet. Um, uh, fuck Hayden Christensen, even though he's really not my type, because I feel like, you know what? He probably cares that you have a good time. Oh, no, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm going to kill Rick McCollum. Emily, I can't do the Colin shows. I'm not capable of taking your place. <laughs> I don't That's okay, because this gives Steele what he really wants, which is something to lambast me over you just all the australians man they're gonna like start like an emily club most of them like me all right so do you want to end this with the fuck you chris fresh i mean we have email okay but we mostly already done the fuck you chris fresh so i'll just continue the other things on the fuck you chris fresh well yeah, dude, go on about the fuck you, Chris Fresh. Okay, so I was listening to Geek Dudes, one of my favorite podcasts. So Jonesy and, and Mitch are delightful, and I love them. They're good boys. And then there's Chris Fresh. Bad boy. Um, There were a couple of things I was accused of this week. I seem to be accused of things a lot. Uh, one is, okay, so... I don't I don't I don't know anything about He-Man. I never gave a shit about He-Man. I was a little too young. Like it was just one of those things that was like just one or two like just like, you know, like four years before me or something, and I probably could have been into it. But anyway, um, because there's new like He-Man shit coming on, like Kevin Smith's doing a new uh Master of the Universe cartoon, there's new toys and shit, I noticed there was like a bee looking dude and I like the bee looking dude and I'm like who's that bee looking dude I like the bee looking guy and apparently his name is like Boz off or something like that and then I decided to look him up but while I was looking up I saw there is an elephant guy an he-man I never knew there was an elephant guy and his name is snout spout and that's awesome so I went on to eBay actually went on shop goodwill and I got a snout spout toy and Chris decided that I did it to impress him first of all I don't need to impress Chris Fresh because Chris Fresh already fucking adores me yeah, that's true he does he he talks about you a lot and he uh he he had a dream about me apparently it happened which is yes hilariously um if you've listened to the show before you know the ongoing theme of I had a sex dream about one of the geek dudes. I'm not going to say which one. Only like three people know. Anyway. Who are those three people? Do you not know? I told you, didn't I? I know that one of them is probably Strothers. No, I didn't tell Strothers. Oh. I told Jesse. 
because she DM'd me about it and guessed. And I think I told Lady J. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, I told, yeah, I told a couple people. Anyway, not the point. Point is, Chris Fresh had a dream about me, in which apparently he, he grabbed my butt, which, okay, that's fine. Emily butt. But also, we were in an old west town, and then there were there was a zombie uprising. I don't I don't know. Anyway, that made me laugh. But there were lots of other things that were annoying, mostly the Obi Wan thing. And also, Chris Fresh seems to think that this is a joke, and and that really it is flirtation. But it's not flirtation. It is it is a deep. Um, seething anger deep within my heart and he is my enemy and yeah fuck you Chris Rush also he is quite rude to Lady J but Lady J can defend herself so we don't need to get into that parts of it yeah man let the woman talk about whatever she wants to talk about I think that's what happened right Anyways, we have email. I'm going to read the first one from our friend Andy. Okay, wait. I got to end the segment by saying, yeah, fuck you, Chris Fresh. All right. Uh, we got email from Andy. He says, hey, Kento Biters. Love the trailer. Bring on December. Bye. And then we got a email from Turbo. And he calls it the <laughs> Rise of 3PO Skywalker. Hello, Brito and Lido. I'm going to blame Dallas's Snoke sex shows for this, but my first thought while seeing 3PO's red eyes and the Rise of Skywalker teaser was that he was watching droid porn and his visual sensors were overloading. He was so aroused, he starts to rise. We all know he's a Skywalker. I'm going to go now. Sorry. It's not my fault. Turbo. What are those red eyes? What's our boy I, doing? I don't know, but I hate it. I hate it. And... Um... My worst case scenario, if he is possessed, I'm going to throw something. Okay. I don't want possession in any of my... I don't want possession in my Star Wars. I'm so concerned. I'm ready for something to happen to 3PO that's not CGI or not him getting lost in a droid factory and becoming a droid. I mean, I I want him to do t t something, but it's like it'd be. I mean, it would sort of be part of the course if what they finally do with him is to do the thing that would annoy me most of all. Yeah, I know. I've been very negative this episode. No. You've been fine. You're just expressing your concerns. It's okay to do that. I've been going too fast and, you know, doing terrible. It has been going. It has been going. No, you haven't been doing terrible. It's just been very fast. There's a lot to talk about. There is. We've been covering a lot. We've been covering it very quickly. Yes, and I, I apologize for that. That is my fault. I mean, we did it in an hour and 30. It's pretty impressive for us. 
Anything else you want to add to the wonderful weekend of D23? Any questions? Um, Non-Star Wars-wise, what is the thing you saw that you were most excited for? The Marvel shows. The I think the WandaVision. And oh, the What If. That I'm really excited for that. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Well, I think we did it. Oh, quickly, I want to thank everyone that, you know, we hung out with at D23. Araj, Carlos, Rusty, Paul. Paul is a wonderful human being. I got to hang out with him and... His sister, Nicole, and there's his sister's fiance, David. They were all fantastic. They were able to get Rusty to sit with us. And we all sat together during the panel so he didn't have to wait overnight, which was fantastic. And we hung out with him at California Adventure one of the days. Wonderful person. I can't thank him enough for the wonderful weekend that we had. Um, I want to thank uh, Dom from the SWU. He was great. Always wonderful hanging out with him. And, yeah. Thank you. It was a fun D23. I am excited. I got to hang out with a lot of my friends and my family. And I had a really good time. The show floor was awesome. Saw a lot of, you know, Disney antiques there. They were selling a old Skyway rider for, like, $500,000. So that was cool. Did, did they have Did they have the, the table for Mary Poppins for sale? No, they did not. Steel Saunders. Maybe you can still find it somewhere and buy it. Hmm. All right. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode, Emily? Mm, no, I'm probably going to think of something like two minutes from now. That's okay. We can always come back and record. We've never done that before. <sighs> well, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? You can find me bickering with Chris Fresh on Twitter at EFLind. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CantobitePod. You can send us emails, CantobitePod at gmail.com. Send us, uh, send us Fuck, Mary Kills. Send us Bedwatch suggestions. We'll get back to doing Bedwatch next episode. Um, send us voice messages, anything like that. Sweet. How about you, Brittany? You can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. I was actually on Instagram this weekend posting some pictures and some things from the expo. So definitely check that out. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah 
that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Can't go bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fruity dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Rabia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso. Jesse McGee busted a rap for me. Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy. King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers. Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too. You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top threes And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.